Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Overflow podcast. My name is Julian, and I'm with my wife. Hi, everybody. It's Kim. I am so glad that you're joining us for another podcast. I do not take it lightly that you take time out of your day to spend time with us. And I want to let you guys know, if you have an Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram as the underscore overflow underscore podcast. And take follow us. We try to post daily verses on our story. We also try to post when a new podcast is out. And we try to put a little snippet of just what that's about. And it's really exciting. I really hope you guys can join us. So today's podcast is with some friends from the Calamesa Church. Yes, Pastor Garrett. So Pastor Garrett's church, this family, it is Junior and Morgan Sanchez. They are very involved, very busy. On top of kingdom work, they have three little kids. They have two twin girls. Their hands are full. So we're really excited. Um, I love, I really think everybody is going to be so blessed by listening to this. They're so raw. They're so real. They're so transparent. And over here on the Overflow podcast, that's kind of our mission is we're trying to let everybody know that there's real behind the scenes stuff that goes on, but you can still do as much as you can for the church. And they're kind of the example of that. Um, They're super busy. They're willing they're just, they're going for it. Yes, and that's what it's all about. Being involved, being busy, and the blessings that come with it. They are very a blessed family. You're going to learn about them a lot today. You're going to be excited to meet them. So I'm excited for this yeah. podcast. And I want to say thank you and welcome to, to the, the Overflow. Overflow. Welcome to another Overflow Podcast. My name is Julian and I'm with... Kim. And today we are joined today with Junior and Morgan Sanchez. Say hello, guys. Hello. hello. All right, so Junior and Morgan, they are a great couple. They go to the Kaipa Church. And you know, let me just go ahead, Junior. Tell me about yourself. Tell, tell me about you and Morgan. Where are you guys from? Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm from Redlands. Oh. I've lived and grown up in Redlands, but we've moved kind of all over. And we were kind of, uh, how do I say? My family was kind of movers, packers and movers. And um, but uh, for the most part, I lived in Redlands. I'll say most of my life. Uh, okay. I started church. I want to say at a Redlands Apostolic Church. It was Spanish. It was oh, a Spanish okay. Apostolic Church. All right, that's cool. Morgan, what about you? Where did you first go to church? Um, I my first church was. It was the same church we go to now. Um, it was just ran by a different pastor, and I was eight years old the first time okay. I went to church. Um, who, who was the pastor before? It was Pastor Ted Cox. Okay, under, yeah. under Brother Cox. That's cool. Yeah, Brother Cox. Yeah, that. Um, I remember I did a Hope Corps. No, oh. they didn't call it Hope Corps. <laughs> Youth Corps. Out, what did they call it? Youth Corps? When they were going to do outreach. So. We went, our youth group went to Brother Cox's church and oh, we went really on like cool. a, like a um, big outreach in the city oh, yeah. of and we just went everywhere and passed out flyers and stuff. And I remember Brother Cox was still there in Ukaipa. Yeah. That was before Brother Pound took it. Yeah. And then now you guys are under Pastor Garrett. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, did, and you were from the assembly? It was at the assembly or just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Um. I think we met now about five or six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And Kim, I think, uh, so me and Junior, we met on the, on the basketball court, you know, just grinding (laughs) out with the young people, you know, showing them what's up. Trying to keep up. Okay. (laughs) Trying to keep up with, you know, know, when you get older, you learn how to play a lot smarter. So we just play smart now. Yeah. Or you just don't play. No, no, (laughs) we understand the game. We see through, we see plays. It's like, it's (laughs) it's a magic thing. You turn 30 and you just start seeing plays. So, no, it was a lot of fun. Um, I remember that's how we met, but you guys met. So, 
I think I met Morgan like six years ago. Sounds about right. And she was, I think, just pregnant with her twins. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I literally remember something was going on in Rialto. And she was was sitting sitting in the back row. And I just went to say hi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I feel like we bumped into each other every so often. And I, Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't tell you what it was, but I would always just see her and go say hi. So that was kind of how. And then... Our boys joined Bible quizzing together, yeah. and I think after that we just started talking. Started, I think one started time talking after that. You actually helped me carry car seats. I think one time because I used <laughs> to lug both girls and the, and the diaper bag and just like walk around with two big old car seats. Yeah, and, and if you're wondering why she's carrying two car seats, it's because they have twins. Yes. So that two yes. little girls and an older boy. <laughs> so yes, I was so fascinated that she was having twins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I've told her too, like it's such special people who have twins because I really yeah. believe that. You have to have a special level of patience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but but uh, altogether, how many kids do you guys have? We have three. You have three kids, yes. and what are their ages? The twins are five. They just turned five in July. And Aiden is seven. He's going to be eight in October. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are pretty involved at the Ukaipa Church. You know, I think what's crazy is I think if we look back at, like, at least for me when I was younger, we have probably, like, crossed paths, like, for a long time. A long time, yeah. You know, um, I think, did you go to Camp Sealy as a kid? I or junior camp? went to Camp Morningstar. Camp Morningstar? <laughs> As a kid. Excuse me. Okay. Maybe once or twice. But, but you went. You were involved in the youth. You went to Brother mm-hmm. Cox Church. Yeah. Um, did, did you used to visit the Redlands Church, the Hope Center? You know, I didn't. We were kind of to ourselves uh, when I was younger, and I didn't really do a lot of that. I did do some junior camps, but I don't know if they were associated with, with uh, the organization that we're in now. Okay. So. But it's just kind of crazy. Like, if we look back, like, there's probably times where we all crossed oh, yeah. paths. Probably, you know, yeah. So. But now you guys are pretty involved at your church in Ukaipa. You know, yeah. you guys are helping a lot with Pastor Garrett over there. What are some of the things you guys help and do over there? Uh, I'm an assistant youth leader uh, with alongside Ian, who is the official youth leader. Um, I also lead services, and pretty much whatever my pastor needs, I, I try to be there for the most part, but... Sometimes it gets kind of hard with the kids, helping my wife, and I give her full credit because, you know, she, she has them most of the time, you know, and so uh, I just try to be available as yeah. best I can. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are very involved with the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, <laughs> like yeah. the setting of the chairs and making sure yeah. things are ready. And, Cooking, and, yeah. yeah, so it's more than just, I know you mentioned roles that you guys are in, but it's more than that. You know, you guys are doing the behind the scenes of just whatever you guys, the, like what you said at the end, whatever you need, I'm there. Yeah. I'm ready to help. I always love that that's such a theme with the families that we interview is I bet, I, I feel like in every episode that we've done so far that everyone has the same thing as whatever is needed. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just the, the base of why we even did the overflow. Something like that is just... yeah. Whatever is needed, we want to be there. We want to be available. Yeah. And like what you guys said, you said, you know, you, and it's hard sometimes because you have the kids. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. you're right. <laughs> we know. Like, yeah. You know, it is hard, but mm-hmm. you still do it. We still do yeah. it. Yeah. And it's te- in turn, it's teaching them. You know, I, I see that this is difficult for mom and dad, but it's teaching them like, oh, okay mom and dad are cleaning toilets let's go grab a broom Mm -hmm. and it's teaching them how to be like little worker bees for the kingdom yeah and me I'm I'm a little bit different so I we have recently just started help uh to help teach like um Sunday morning the youth class so we'll kind of team up and we'll teach the youth class like once a month and when I'm not helping teach the youth class I do the nursery so I have to prepare like lessons and snacks for the little kids and then when I'm not doing the nursery I'm on the platform playing piano or I'm singing um so we're really I mean it's like four times out of the week sometimes even five when we have big services or whatever we're at the church yeah when the church doors are open we're there so yeah we're we're just we put in whenever there is somebody that is missing because they're sick or somebody is not able to make it we just jump in and fill that spot yeah absolutely and I know 
that when when you're that involved and you're so busy and you're bringing your kids everywhere, sometimes they get really tired. Yeah. And with tiredness yeah. becomes grumpiness. Yeah. And it becomes, yeah. you know, but you <coughs> want to keep doing it and you want to be involved and you want to make sure that your kids are there. They're, they're yeah. seeing it. Is it easier to sometimes to just get a babysitter and not bring them? Yeah. That, that could probably be easier. Yeah, it would, but it would be. It, but that's not our goal. No. That's not our goal. We, we were always taught, especially from our pastor, that our kids are not, uh, you know, they're our kids. Yeah. So wherever we go, we are a we family unit. So wherever we go, they go. They're not, you know, an obligation. They're not something we just throw off. These, these are our responsibilities. And in yeah. the end, they do reflect what we do. And if we're always pushing them off or, or trying to get away, they, they're not having that example. And so yeah. for the most part, we've just learned by experience and by by uh, you know being taught through our pastor of what we need to do and how we should be and and so we take it very uh, very serious you know we try to take them everywhere we go so they just are not it's teaching them how to do ministry yeah, yeah. It's, it's teaching them you know and, and if you guys hear running around and little kids are in the mm-hmm. background it's because they're all here so all six kids are in our home so uh, but I love it so it's okay yeah. you know don't yeah. worry um, but yeah, your pastor's right. They are our kids. They are our responsibility, you know? And so sometimes it's, you would think, you know, if I just got a babysitter, I could do bus ministry in the morning. If I had someone to watch the kids, then I could teach Sunday school, mm-hmm. you know, instead, you know, I got videos of like me doing a lesson and Aiden's crawling around the <laughs> platform at the same time. Yeah. And Sunday school is all Aiden and my kids have ever known, you mm-hmm. know, they're going to be raised in Sunday school. Yeah. They're going to be raised. Riding a bus Sunday morning, yep. picking up the kids, knocking doors. You know, some of the best family times we have is out washing the buses, mm-hmm. getting them ready for Sunday. You know, we're covered in soap and water, mm-hmm. and just and the kids are a, running around dirty, but they're super happy. Yeah. It becomes a <laughs> yeah. water fight, you know, and so. But we're just having fun, and but that's those are things that you're you're planting mm-hmm. in our kids, and so there's things there, there's the there's like a, a funny phrase I came up with. Is there's different types of parents. There's <laughs> the uh, uh, the what did I call delusional? that first one? The uh, no, not delusional. Dem- Dimensional. Oh, there's the perfect parent. The the perfect parent is the one that doesn't have kids yet. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, that's mm-hmm. the parent that's gonna be like, oh, my kid will never do that. Mm-hmm. My, kid, my yeah. kid will never. And then <clears throat> there's the surviving parent. That's us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're we're doing our best. Definitely. You know, we're we're surviving. We're just getting through it. We're teaching. We're <clears throat> planning. Figuring it out. Yep. And then there's <laughs> there's the dementia parent, which kids. M- my kids never did that. My kids never, you know, <laughs> ate ice cream with their hands. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And so, you know, I see that. Well, it's funny. We're we're in that same stage. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're involved. I whatever pastor needs, you know, I just like, hey, pastor, I'm off this yeah. weekend. If you need something, let me know. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I I'm available and I'm taking my kids with me. I'm taking yeah. my, I'm taking I'm, I'm waking up, Aiden up, you know, taking him with prayer. If you, you know, uh, this morning he, I come home from work and he sees me getting ready. He was so tired. He wanted to go and meet <laughs> up to prayer. He didn't. But if he wants to, you know, I'll slow it down. Wait five minutes. Take him, you know, like because those those moments are important, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you guys said you were saying you do Sunday school now, but I remember you also said you do that week. I don't know if you do it weekly, but it is a weekly Bible study in Cabazon. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So recently, uh, one of the families uh, started outreaching in their neighborhood, and so they gotten quite a few kids that come quite over daily to their house. You know, bless them because there's a lot of boys that. You know, they <laughs> don't mind me asking, like, what do you mean quite a few? Like, you're talking ten. Oh, yes. I mean, like, at this point, daily, it's up to like thirteen boys that go to their house oh. and they feed them. Boys, they, yes. boys, thirteen boys. boys. I mean, like, wow. to the point where they're like, my door hinges are missing, the knobs <laughs> on my doors are missing. These boys are like, boy, 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 yeah. boys, boys, and, and uh, yeah. So and they so yeah, so just recently, uh, they wanted me to teach. So, so I did. So I taught, and I'm trying to bring it down because I'm used to older. talking to or teaching to older. youth yeah. or, or, you know, or older. And, and so I had to bring it down a little bit. But, yeah, so I, I do that. I also occasionally, well, it's, it's all the time, but uh, I pick up a brother from Loma Linda who is disabled. So I'll go pick him up early, yeah. early in the morning before service and 
my kids my kids are with me most of the time. Or yeah, my son, he's, he's in a wheelchair. And we have, he has to lift him and put him in, and um, he's he has no family there, and and this is part of ministry where he where my husband has to go. We and and a lot of the time, a lot of the times when when we're doing this stuff, it's like there are expenses, there is gas, there, there we have to pay for, it. and it's like that stuff does does not come out of out of the church. Yeah, and, and you have to remember that. That's a, that he's a soul, and so there is not a thought in our minds like, well, should we go? We're tight on money. We're tight. Should we pick him up? It's always let's go. Wake up early. Get brother Jeff. Doesn't matter if we're running low on money. Doesn't matter if we're running late for church. We're picking him up. And we're taking him to church, and he does that a lot of the times. And, on his and own. let me tell you, it, it it is hard sometimes because uh, as a family unit, we are working to tighten some mm-hmm. things up. I, I like telling everybody and the youth and anybody I come in contact. I like to say I, I'm tightening the screws of my life because I believe God wants things done decently and in order. And it's something also my pastor has taught us. And you know, I believe it. We have to. We have to strive to do things, you know, be on time. And, and that's something me and my wife are working on. And we're not ashamed to say it because these are things we are going to better ourselves. And we're, are, we are in the process of working on. But there are things that, that come with this that we also learn and, and we yeah. take. And so bettering our family. And, and our family see, my kids see when I'm picking up Brother Jeff. Because they ask, why is he in a wheelchair? Yeah. You know, I don't want to sit by, you know, I don't want to sit over here. And they get nervous. They don't know what to expect. And we tell them, baby, we're doing this for God. This is not just for us. That it's was for him. Now they're excited. Yeah, Let's now they're excited. But... <laughs> or they'll push him around. Not yeah. The, they'll, he can't run the aisles. And when church is really like, you know, it's just one of those fiery days where people are running the aisles. My son wants to take him and push him around the aisles as if he was running. Yeah. And they're seeing that and they're learning to, to be excited about him coming to church and souls coming to church, no matter the state they're in. So they're they're being taught. But I mean, I think yeah. that's the, the funny thing and kind of a teaching thing to tell them because you don't know what to expect. They say the kids kids say the darnest things. And there's not, there's <laughs> they nothing, really do. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, it's, it's hard. We don't know what they're going to say. But, uh-huh. you know, we had to pull them aside and say, look, no matter what's going on, we're doing this for a reason. And yeah. And yeah. You know, that's the same thing being on bus ministry. You know, we pick up kids that come from all different types of walks of life, you know, and they say things, and kids, you know, my kids be like, what does this mean? <laughs> Don't repeat that. Don't repeat that. Don't no, it. you know, but, you know, we just teach them to grow, and we work with them. You know, but you're just talking about that that, that weekly, you know. You know, we're not taking, we're not just doing it, you know, you're saying multiple times throughout the week. We're doing it every weekend. We're taking kids. We're mm-hmm. doing whatever it takes. We're showing them. We're showing them love, compassion. We're showing yeah. them to go above and beyond for other people. Because I'm sorry, like, like you know, for since our thing's bus ministry, you know, going on Saturday outreach and just taking a, you know, a bag of chips or taking ice cream mm-hmm. with us or whatever we got or, or a Sunday morning after we pick the kids up, you know, treating them, yeah. you know. Like, my kids, like, they, they love that stuff. Yeah. You know, they love treating other kids, you know. They, they love the treats, too. <laughs> you know, they want that ice cream or whatever we're giving out that day. That's such like, a balance, too. Yeah, it is a balance, too. Like, what can you give and not expect to get? Yeah. There are some things where my kids are also kids, and if they're tagging along with us, like, and they did good, why not get a treat, too? Yeah. Right, so we did a contest on our bus recently where every time you come, your name goes into a drawing. If you bring a friend, you get a, your name in, an extra name in the drawing. And at the end of the month, we gave away a hoverboard. Oh, Brand wow. new hoverboard. We gave wow. it away. And my I think kids, we even got it on sale. Yeah. I know it sounds silly, but like, no, you know, it's a giveaway. And it was a yeah. nice one, and it was a little bit cheaper. But my kids were like, what if I win the hoverboard? And I was just like, okay, guys, listen. I was like, you guys have hoverboards. Yeah. yeah that's that. The other kid. So my kids were learning a lot. It's like, look, you're, you don't need this new yeah, one. Like, you're you good. just got okay, one, you yeah. know? Like, like let someone else get win this, you know? And I was like, I'm sorry, guys. You guys aren't in this contest. Yeah. But you're going to keep coming on this bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, but, you know, so it's like that balance, you know? And then luckily I didn't have to worry about it. We drew a name and it wasn't with my kids. Yeah, so I was just yeah. like, ah. You know, but because I've seen where like Sunday school, you know, we do a big drawing and someone wins it. And it's like, they, they, like, yeah, well, like, the teacher's like, oh, man, like, this kid already had five bikes, and we're giving mm-hmm. him another bike. And I'm just like, well, that kid wanted fair and square. Like, yeah. either way, yeah. you know, let him take it. We actually have one family in our church 
where it was Easter time and they did a big drawing and the boy won a bike. And after that, they, they, he's like, Mom, I want to go back to this church. And oh, so they started coming awesome. back. And they're, they come all the time now. Like that family, that they, really they're awesome. there. This is at least 10 years ago now. Wow. Like, but I'm just saying, but it, it cemented the family in. Yeah. Know, a bike drawing, you know. A bike drawing. So it's really cool. It can be very, uh, very rewarding, uh, I'd like to say, because even with my son, Aiden, you start seeing the habits come out. Mm-hmm. And and they're not bad habits or good habits that we've installed in them, in a way instilled in them. But hey, you know God God's gonna use you if you're open, oh, and yeah. if you hear him, if you feel him. And you know just as a quick example, it's rewarding to see my son want to help. Um, you know we we go to the store a lot, and so he'll see an elderly gentleman, and and I'm not paying attention. I'm in my own world. I'm doing my own thing, and, and he'll just say, Dad, we gotta help that that man. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? That man can't get that quarter in the thing and it's jammed and we got to go help him. And I see little things where my son will start going above and beyond to try to help someone, even without me even paying attention. Yeah. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I believe God has put in on a burden for me is uh, the homeless. Oh, yeah, that's another uh, thing we do. We're also doing a homeless ministry that I haven't attended lately, um, but I have. And it is a burden that I have, but my son will see somebody and say, Dad, we should go pray for him. Well, and they go are, every Saturday. Yeah. They were going every Saturday and feeding the homeless people. in uh, right there on the freeway, there was like Tent City. Mm-hmm. And um, they were allowing um, our church to go in there and we buy like stacks of pizza and water bottles. And we don't, we don't let the kids come, but we tell them, okay, I'm going to sit in the parking lot with the kids. You go in and feed with the homeless ministry because it's, it's just... The environment is not good for the kids. Right. Um, but we do tell them, hey, we're going to go feed the homeless people or we're going to go and give them water or, or whatever. And so he's learning that. And so there's times where, I mean, me and my husband have pulled up to a place and we just, my son is like, mom, can I use this last $5? I have to go buy pizza. And it's just, it. we see it coming out and it just like, it. we just break down sometimes like, you know, we most of the time we're seeing like, man, my son's really hyper. He's really active. He's really this. He's getting in trouble for this. And when we see those things come out in those moments, like he he'll lay hands on the person he just gave pizza to, and he'll want to pray for them. He'll be like, you know, I bought you a piece of pizza with my money. Can I can I pray for you? And he's not asking, mom, can you give me my five dollars back, mom? No, he just really genuinely wanted to go buy them food, and he wanted to pray for them. And in those moments, it's it calms down everything that all the chaos that just happened a couple hours ago or a couple minutes ago and it's like okay what we're doing in ministry is it's we're right. seeing the fruit in our kid mm-hmm. in those moments like yeah. that you know and there is times where you guys are going to be tired mm-hmm. you're going to be exhausted but i was mentioned earlier about like like being a filter you know working through all that stuff we as a as parents we have to know to not <coughs> get so burnt out that we that we're no longer filtering the good to the kids. Instead, mm-hmm. we're filtering resentment. We're mm-hmm. filtering, you know, like bitterness. Yeah. And all they're hearing is like, oh, dad's going to outreach, but he's complaining that it's high. He's complaining yeah. about this. Why? You know, like those are things that I can't and shouldn't talk about and filter to my kids. Because mm-hmm. are we tired and hot? And, yeah. You know, yeah, we do. We're human, you know. Um, but God gives us the strength and we filter the good to the kids so that when yeah. they see and they you know they could do that what Aiden was doing you know he take that five dollar and give it away because there's so much when you give a kid five bucks come on like giant biggest bag of talkies he could find yeah exactly (laughs) that's what they want you know that's really awesome uh I didn't know you guys did a homeless ministry that's really cool we're helping with it okay yeah and I can't take too much credit because I want to uh help a lot more than I am Mm -hmm. and I was when it first started I was going a couple times but no, they are very, uh, it, it's very strong and live right now with some of the, yeah. the members there. And it's they're making a big impact. They they're, are. They're There's people that impact. are all over, um, even Yukaipa, that have family members that are that were in that tent city. And they would, we, they would come up to us and be like, um, that red Jeep, we've seen that red Jeep somewhere because my pastor has this big old red Jeep. And um, they recognize the Jeep. When the Jeep pulls up, they know it's pizza and water. And there's people... That are family members that that we have come in contact with, like, yeah, my my brother is homeless in Intent City, and and um, 
they said that this big red jeep comes up and and they said that this church is associated with that and we just wanted to say thank you like and there's people that are calling me that are like morgan my friend just said this this and that that they they um somebody prayed for somebody in tent city and and is that your church and i'm like yes that that was our church like you could see the impact that it's having and outside of the people that are in tent city yeah. Their family yeah, members cool. and stuff, so it's really great. Well, we've seen it like uh, with our daughter working Riverside. You know, they did the same thing. They would go down to the wash and go and do outreach. And yeah. They have people who come to church faithfully now. Yeah. And, awesome. you know, like we get those that are just down and out. Mm-hmm. God does a work. He saves them. He fills them with the Holy Ghost. And then he begins that spiritual uplift on them. Mm-hmm. Before you know that homeless person is now working a nine to five. Yeah. And they have a car. Then yeah. they, before you know it, they start their own business. And who knows? You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, I'm sure there's plenty of testimonies out there, you know, yeah. of people who have been saved. And, you know, well, well just while they were down and out. So, and yeah. uh, not really saying, like, that is a thing, you know, you got to be careful taking your kids into a place like that. Yeah. I, I go into a lot of places like that on the job. Yeah. So I see, so I know what you're talking about. Um, I know, like, it, it could be dangerous, yeah. you know. And uh, obviously God's with us, but we have to be smart. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so wise in our choices. We have to be wise. So, but, you know, that that's really awesome. That's a great ministry. You know, I know we have a little bit of a homeless ministry that uh, someone started. They pick up free bread from Panera. Did you know Panera just throws away? bread on the weekends or something like he that. He used to work there and he used <laughs> yeah. to take bags of bread home. Why throw it away? You just, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny, they have a rule because uh, I was a dishwasher a long time ago. I was, I, was in my te- I was a teenager at the time and they have a rule. They have 30 seconds that they give their employees to grab whatever they want, whether it was cookies, the muffins, or whatever it is. And so I, I was... You know, I love food. <laughs> so so I, I try oh, to get yeah. as we much. We got sushi right before this. Let me <laughs> tell you what. We, are we love food. And so, apostolic way. Yeah, yes. and, and so one of the things I would go for is the paninis. Because no one would oh. get them. And they would just throw them away. And I, my mom would joke to this day, man, I remember when we had paninis for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do you guys have somebody that works there? That no, just someone has a contact. Just, I, I, okay. Actually, I don't know all the in and outs, but I know that somebody, I, I know this person does not work for them. He goes and he picks it up. He has one, there's a one off of Riverside in, right here in Rialto. He goes on Saturday <laughs> at like a certain time, Yeah. and they just pack up all this stuff in a bag, and he brings wow. it to the church. And I don't, I know he, he gives out, um, there'll be a big table of it. A lot of the, the stuff they give away for free in front of the church. Like as people are leaving, you know, they'll That's give really it away. Cool. And then some of the bus workers will grab, you know, whatever, and they'll take it on the routes and they'll give it to like their that families and awesome. stuff. So it's really cool. I mean, and then sometimes we'll even like, so we get there really early for a bus in the morning. Um, I get there early. I start the buses. I pull them up. Well, one of the things we like to do for our bus workers to show them that we're thankful. One, you guys are here early in the morning, and we so we feed them breakfast. Oh, that's cool. So we usually cover it. We'll like, or the, the, the church will help us cover it too. And we'll go and just buy like muffins and danishes and stuff like that. But now like all this Panera bread is just sitting there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll be like, hey guys, like here's some Panera bread for yeah. you guys, and it's good stuff. It's yeah. not you know, it's yeah. not like it's bad or anything. Oh, it's so. the, yeah, that's gourmet really bagels. Cool. Yeah, gourmet <laughs> bagels in the morning. So. Yeah, um, and then I know this is kind of like backtracking a little bit, but how long have you guys been married now? You know, you know, it, it's kind of I always get confused. Our <laughs> <laughs> years just meld together. I, I'm, I'm gonna say this because we, so let me backtrack for us. Um, when we came to the church, we weren't when we first started going to Pastor Garrett's. We weren't married, and so we had our son Aiden. And we were talking to Pastor, and he said, "Look, if you know, if we're gonna, if you want to do things right, I think you need to be married. You guys need to be married. Mm-hmm. And if you guys see each other, you know, gonna go out for the long run, you guys need to get married. And so, I'm pretty sure it's we're going on six years now. Six we're going years, on six, but we've been together for nine. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and so did you guys? I mean, obviously, there's that that phase where you guys were new to the church, but how soon did you guys start getting involved? Is it like last few years or last, you know, um, like I'm gonna shortly? Say, I'm going to say for me, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but for fine. me, it was about two years ago. I fully, fully took it serious. Um, you know, that I'm going to tell you, this is kind of a 
some of our harder shifts together and in the ministry, my wife telling me, you, you got to do something. You know, sometimes you can be crying like, I know what I want to do. I know what God is calling me, but I need you to push to do something. This is some of our, I want to say, our harder moments living for God. And, and I wasn't, I want to say at that time, I wasn't all the way in. And so I want to say about two years ago, God really, really got me. And he, said, he told me, he spoke to me, he pretty much said, it's either me and your family or you do what you're going to do and lose everything. Hmm. And it wasn't God giving me the ultimatum. It was, I had a, I came to a, a part of my life where I had to make a decision. It's I can't keep going Crossroads. the way I'm going. And if I do choose to keep going this route, I'm going to lose everything. Yeah. And that's just wow. how I see it because uh, my family are a big deal to me. And I've seen and, and heard stories of other families who they didn't choose the right option and they kept going the opposite way and they lost everything and yeah. I and I took a lot you know you know having to think about my wife and my kids and and God really woke me up so I want to say between those about two years ago is when I fully started to I'm gonna call it God's wake-up call for me yeah to, to get things going and since then God has just been moving in my marriage and my kids and you can you know we can see it yeah. and the moment he chose to be committed to uh, to living for God full-heartedly um, I, I, I think it's about two years probably probably about two and a half for me um, because I started right before him so it took it took us some time we've been because when we like he said when we came into the church we weren't we weren't married or maybe we might have been very early off married, I can't remember. Um, but we came in and I had come from that church originally. Like I, I knew, you know, when I'm in church, I'm in church. Like mm -hmm. I want nothing in my house that shouldn't be in my house. I'm putting <coughs> pants away, I'm getting rid of makeup. I just, I was ready. And for him, um, we, we were talking about, he came from like apostolic the assembly. So there's a little bit of a difference um, in some of their standards and they're a little bit different than us and so for him he didn't he didn't really know what it was to be committed committed yeah. and so I right away wanted to be back on I wanted to be on the platform I wanted to be involved in this ministry and that ministry so um for me it was kind of like once I wanted to be committed and I knew I was like done with it with with all of the world I just um it took me probably a few months to want to be in the nursery and him it took him it took him probably a couple of years yeah yeah so when you first got back into it or when you were making those commitments what was the ministry you jumped into first was it like was it music or was it it, like so that's a that's a uh, I want to say that was our, our our defining moment because we both came at the same time but she got more like she said she was in 100% so and so not ministry, but just like prayer life, walk with God. I'm gonna be here. Like there ain't nothing that's gonna like I'm there every Sunday. Is that is that? It was. The, it was. Yeah. When we first started off, it wasn't. It wasn't a ministry yet. For it, the first thing that was like commitment, it was we needed to make it to every single service yeah. anytime the doors were open. Okay. And we didn't want to miss a church service yeah. at all. So and, uh, it's definitely where it starts. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so definitely it does, where it starts. And it, it officially, uh, it officially opened for us. I'm gonna backtrack because uh, just a little bit, but it was so hard for me because I wasn't born and raised in the church. I came in at a young age, but um, my family was, you know, blessed my mom and my dad's souls, but they they were halfway in and halfway out. They were living a double standard, and and the Bible says that. You know, a man who's, you know, unstable, double-minded, double unstable in all of his ways. And my family were unstable in all of their ways. And there was no commitment. There was no consistency. So it, it was hard for me because I had to build a lot of that through God and through, I want to say, fire, where he where he defined, where he refined us and he, he helped us get to where we were. But it was one revival we had with the Chavises and this is when we first started coming to ministry they they wanted us to go into the music and she saw something in my wife <clears throat> excuse me um, and she said I want you to come and sing and I want you to play the piano and so shortly after I joined the music team 
So I was on the praise team while she was learning to do the piano, and it was through the revival with the Chavazin. Wow, and cool. and so it was a big deal, but I think that was the starting point where things started to take off more for her, a little for me, more for her. But this is where this is where it it, uh, it started. Yeah, yeah. you know I would you know God's gonna take us through. Sorry, God's gonna definitely take us through those school of learning. You know, however it's gonna be. Um, pastor just preached a our pastor, Pastor Joel Booker, just preached a message on. And when God takes you to school or when Jesus takes you to school is when he titled it. You know, it's like you're going to go through, learn. you're going to learn how to have a lot. You're going to learn to have a little. You're going to learn. But the main thing is you're going to learn to walk closer to God. You're going to learn how to draw and depend more on him. And, you know, that, that's it in a nutshell. Like, I mean, the, the message is beautiful. If you ever go on um, In the Lighthouse Church podcast or SoundCloud, they post them. They're really good. But it's when Jesus takes you to school or God takes you to school, one of the two. Um, same person. <laughs> so, uh, but however he titled it, um, it's really good. And, and God puts us in those moments, you know. And they're deciding factors for us. And you know, I knew as a young person, um, my parents backslide when I was a young teenager. Um, so I was struggling through my teenage years, trying to live for God, becoming an adult, and deciding like I'm going to do everything it takes right now. I'm going to live for God. You know, then we met, we got married at a young age. We, you know, we, we really needed each other. You know, I needed her, she needed me. We just started growing off each other and um, we started developing a walk with God. I mean, we were s- slow getting, but you know, like God's worked with us and he's developed. And a lot of it's because we had to learn how to do it. Yeah. You got to learn how to. Yes. And, um, and maturity. And maturity, yeah. you know. Our yeah. bishop's wife, Sister Brenda Booker, one time came up to me and she's just like, I'm so proud of you, you know. And I was just like, yeah, I just wish we got it sooner. Hmm. And she stops and she's like, you know, sometimes it's just a maturity thing, not mm-hmm. a spiritual maturity thing. And it like, I didn't even know things that were holding me back. And I was like, I was immature. Like, that's mm-hmm. okay, you know. So it does. Yeah. there is definitely a growing process. Yeah, the main thing is, is those, we're going to keep learning. You know, we're going to keep growing, we're going to keep growing mature wise we're going to keep growing in the knowledge of god and developing a better prayer life a better fast life you know all these things that are going to make us walk closer to him so then as and then ministry's second you know mm-hmm. and, and you know and I, and I hope that makes sense is uh, as we don't start a ministry and then start learning how to pray you know mm-hmm. we should learn how to pray before we ever yeah. do any type of ministry so mm-hmm. so prayer life you know getting our flesh under control things like that you know that's only God's, thing that's going to keep you too yeah. exactly <laughs> you know is being with god and learning who god is and working <coughs> with him yeah. other than that you lose focus yeah and then as far as what ministry to do i mean i i know there's some people out there who like the bird flew a certain way and they knew exactly like, yeah. god spoke to me right now yeah. and that's my ministry you know yeah. i'm going to be in a xyz you know whatever I, I but i know for me our sunday school route started by a man coming in being like have you ever thought about teaching sunday school and we we're just like not really like but, so we went and this it, is like we, newly newly wed yeah like he pulled us in and then as far as being available, like this same guy would come up and be like, hey, you available to help with family day? Hey, are you available to help with this event? Hey, we need help Church here. Church cleanup. You know, uh, can uh, you put tables and chairs out? You know, and he was kind of teaching me to just be more available to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've growing up, I've never been that youth that's like, hey, it's time to put away chairs and I disappear. Like that wasn't, I wasn't the, dis- I didn't have that. Houdini act no, no <laughs> you know I, I really wasn't and that's not like a pat on my back it's just just wasn't me so but you know um, but being more than just like oh the chairs are there and I'm there and I'm gonna help pick up but rather than putting yourself out there like putting myself out to my pastor like hey I heard there's a cleaning team sign me up on it you know hey I heard you're struggling with needing to get the men's bathroom clean I'm available I'll do mm-hmm. it whatever it may be and then God will start directing your path in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Johnny King talked about a a, uh, a lesson. It was about the theory of unkept rooms. It's like whatever you're in right now, if your ministry is like, oh, well, I'm, I, I, 
I just do all these little things. I clean the bathrooms. I, I do this. I'm involved here. I am in charge of this. I'm going to just do whatever I'm doing and do it at 100%. Mm-hmm. And then God will begin to evolve and he'll move you into a different room. Whether if it's yeah. up in leadership or just laterally to somewhere else, wherever it may be. And he's going to teach you how to be good and you'll learn. Just do it at 100%. And you're going to start going from room to room to room. The main thing is you don't want to leave that room and it be unkept. Mm-hmm. Like you were you were responsible for cleaning the bathrooms, but man, those trash cans were always overflowing. That toilet yeah. was never clean. You know, yeah. it never smelled good in there. Or <laughs> or be like, oh man, the restroom's clean or the restrooms aren't clean this week. That means <clears throat> so-and-so's turn was this week. Because mm-hmm. this is, you know, you, yeah. you that's not how we need to do it. We yes. need to be like, oh man, like this guy does it 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter what it is, I think sometimes people always think like whatever is in the spotlight or whatever is getting announced over the pulpit is what matters. And that's mm-hmm. not true. No. Like for instance, we have, <laughs> we have a, a, a older youth, I guess, um, at our church. And he is the best door monitor, okay? And I know that might sound silly, but it is <coughs> almost inspiring the consistency he has. Oh. And you might think, like, he's just opening doors, he's helping people, you know, carry something from the car to the church or whatever it is, but I'm like, no, you're going to count on him being there yeah. with a smile and greeting you, and it's not even an official position. Yeah. He does it, and you know he's going to be there, and he's even, like, so, you know, dedicated, he'll run from one end to the other. Yeah. Just open whatever door you're closest to, and it, it's, awesome. it's just something he does, but he's so yeah. good at it. I, I don't do That's it intentionally, dedication. but sometimes I'll walk up. So we have one, like two, well, three sets of doors. Oh, three. Three, right? Three or four. Three or four sets of doors. Well, he'll be always on the far, if you're looking at the church, the far left one. But then sometimes I'll be walking up from whatever and I go to the far right one, not intentionally, but he'll jam over there and he'll open up the door for you. I'm That's like, oh, I'm dedication. sorry, man. I didn't mean like, yeah. like, thank you. you know, and he'll, like, he'll or, open the door for whoever and then he'll run to the parking lot and help someone carry something in and then he really try to raise so. back to like make sure the door's open for the next person. And it, you know, it's just one of those things where like he's keeping that room. Yeah, he's yeah. silly, yeah. but like, he's silly and he's like, he likes to laugh a lot, but it's his thing. And yeah. when he's not there, it's almost like, Wow. It's almost sad it's he's not there. Yeah. Like, you, you miss him, you know? Yeah. So, and, think, and people will even say, like, oh, like, we're so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know? It's lonely. Yeah. Yes. I, think, I think you're right. Um, you know, when it comes to doing something for God, you have to have, be prayed up. Mm-hmm. You have to be in your word. You have to be in fasting. And first coming in, my advice would be just to keep a prayer life. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't see your prayers getting answered or you don't see it right away. God is working whether we see it or not. Mm-hmm. And and that's a big deal. It's prayer, fasting, word. And then I call it the big force because you always want to try to stay in communication with your pastor. Yes. And, and he is a very big direction. You know, he is our, our watchman on the wall. He's the one that's going to lead us to where we go. He's going to be the one straight up. One thing I love about my pastor is he'll tell me, Junior, you're flaky. I love that he's really straightforward he's like junior you know what you're flaky or you know what you need to better this and and he uh, I love about that I love that about my pastor because I don't need to be a sugar-coated Christian yeah or a cookie-cutter Christian Mm -hmm. I want to be able to do things right and and I love my man of God that's put in my life to show me that um also uh I, I love a message that I was here for by Randy Williams he he spoke one morning, one Saturday morning, and he said to have your servant towel ready. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he's tired of hearing these these uh, people coming to him. Well, where did you get your suit? Or where did you get your shoes? Or, or something. Why don't you ask? What did it take to get here? Mm. What, what kind of prayer life? Or what? What other than these material things did you have to go through to be where you're at? So I think one of the biggest thing is is your servant towel ready? And I think Jesus displayed the, the best example of that when when Mary was, was washing his feet. You know, it wasn't about anything else. It was just being available, being open, and, and, and doing it. Yeah. What what was the big four again? Say, say it was it. prayer, word, fasting, and pastor. Oh, that's Staying, uh, staying involved. Those are the that's four good. things you need. Uh, for me, 
and it's something that I I'm gonna remember. write this down so next time I ask to get talk to the youth <laughs> okay there's a the big four I came up with this <laughs> no, and, and, <laughs> a bishop said plagiarize 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 so I'm plagiarizing right now no and, and it's just something that can I, I just go ahead to all you who are listening if you feel like giving an offering right now <laughs> that's a really the big My four Venmo, just no kidding. no it, it's something I took to heart because it's something that you know like I told you the, the tightening the screws I believe God gives me these things to 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 live by example you know and these are the four things i know you need yeah. if you're going to be anything in ministry and i'm very careful to claim you know because i i'm gonna throw myself out there and under the bus when you said houdini sometimes <laughs> that could be that sometimes that could be me and it's because not because i want to be but sometimes i get so distracted so easily distracted yeah. and if it wasn't for my wife <laughs> or my pastor, like, hey, where are you going? Or, or what's going on? You know, and get my attention back on board. He's like, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> so, Basketball. Yeah. So something was distracting me. But, uh, but for the most part, yeah, those are things God will give you. And so yeah. Those, those are, are things cool. that we tried to live by. And when we weren't living by those things, oh, my word, it was like falling apart everywhere. But once we got on track and we, we dedicated ourselves to living by those four things, it's just like, Everything works out almost like a puzzle piece. You know, just see him getting that prayer life, that and that fasting Number life, one. and getting the word of God. Number one, that's all grabbing your flesh by the nap of the oh, neck, yeah. as mm-hmm. Brother Holmes says, mm-hmm. and getting ourselves mm-hmm. in there. You yeah. know, those oh, are hard. Yeah. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest. The hardest one of those three is the fasting for oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I'm not. I'm just being honest. Like <laughs> I wish I could be like I fast. So and I, I, I heard of one young man. He, they were like, hey. Here's the donut today. They're like, here's the donut. He was like, no, I'm okay. They're like, no, you gotta eat a donut. He's like, no, I'm okay. They're like, no, I'm not gonna take you unless you eat a donut. He's like, I'm not gonna eat it. And like, finally, someone looked at him and was like, I think he's fasting. He's like, oh. <laughs> and he felt so bad. And I'm just like, I would have been like, you said it three times. Like, <laughs> I like, like it. I'll, I'll yeah, fast tomorrow. I'll, I'll come back to this. <laughs> you know? And I, and that's the worst just... part about fasting is when you forget you're fasting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Word. You're like halfway through your coffee, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times I woke up? I, I, oh, I'm starting my fast in the morning. Well, as soon as the sun goes down tonight, I'm starting my fast. And I wake up at 3 in the morning with my hand in a bag of chips. And I'm like, oh, oh, or wake up, yeah. she'll wake up with the crumbs on her pillow. Yeah, you know I'll wake up with like red hot Cheeto fingers. And I'm like, oh, it's terrible. Oh, Lord. It's terrible. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so if you were to talk to a young couple, uh, let's, let's say they're, they're already in church. They've been baptized in Jesus' name. You know, all, they follow the gospel message. What would be your advice to them to start to get involved? You kind of already hit it with the big fours and everything. Oh, yes. But what what would be if you would, if someone's sitting right if I was sitting here and be like, hey, I want to be involved. What should I do? You know, I I would say, and and I, and I don't want to sound because I'm not sure how I would really say it if I was, you know, just whatever God gave to me. But I would say, man up. Mm. man up because you know what I could use every excuse that my father wasn't there you know because uh, to say a, a, a long story make it short um, my dad wasn't there my dad left when I was four my real dad left when I was four my father my stepdad came in the picture and there was you know there was just a lot of negativeness from till I was 18 and I didn't have that father figure I didn't have that uh, that, exa- that example so it was it was a big deal for me but I would say don't make excuses. Man up. Do the big four. Because I would always I would always say big four. Prayer, word, fasting, pastor, and, and just keep going through that line. And man up for your wife. Especially if you're thinking about getting married or if you're in the process of it or already. You need to have those four. If you don't, you shouldn't be. In my opinion, this is just without a, just out of respect. You shouldn't even be looking at you getting married if you're not in line, if you're not submitted to the man of God, if you don't have a prayer life, if you're not um, in your word and fasting. On top of that, if you don't have a job, if you're living at home with your parents. And this is not negative, but these are just things for me because I I left when I was 18. And I'm not saying I left and, and had it all together. No, I was living friend house to friend house. But now, I would, if I could go back to myself, I would slap myself silly. <laughs> you know, you know, I'll grab myself by the neck and say, wake up, dude, you know. But uh, you no, know that, there's nothing wrong with telling someone to man up because God told Job to man up. Straight up. And he said, man up. He said, gird up your loins like a man. You know? <laughs> right? 
So he got straight up. So there's nothing wrong with telling a young person like, hey, man, you just need to man up. I've had preachers tell me straight up, like, you're being dumb and you need to get it right. You know, like he's like, this is the way the conversation started. You want to talk man to man? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Like, yeah, you know, I'm like 15 sure. years old, but let's go. <laughs> you know, but, but he talked to me, you know, I was yeah. maybe 15, 16, I don't know. I was young, but he told me straight up. And that's that there's nothing wrong with telling someone, like, hey, you need a man up. And you need to do that and as far as spiritually. You, you know, you, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually going to copyright this. You got to take the big four, <laughs> you know, and then, and then apply it, you know, and then yeah. let God begin to grow and work Tr- and move. And, 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 and you tr- know. Trust me, if I would have done this before I met my wife, it, the, the road we would have had would have been a way different road. Yeah. But I don't regret it because I had, I had to wake up. Unfortunately, I made this, this uh, comment to my wife. And some may agree, some may not. But I said, sometimes for some of us to grow, we have to go through hell. Yeah. We have to go through things yeah, before we can actually see God, unfortunately. Before we can actually start to grow or move forward. I got something for you. I got something. You want to talk about going through a fire? Okay, so I was taking a class, a fire class, okay? It was called S290, I think it's whatever. It's a, you know what the class is about? It's, about? it's about wildland fires and how... When it's hot and it's dry, fire's bad. Okay? <laughs> Common sense, right? Everyone knows that. It was hot and dry outside. You, oh, you don't start a fire. You would think. You would think. But there was something that the instructor was talking about. He started talking about trees. You know, and trees already, like, there's a spiritual side where you start listening. Mm-hmm. Because it's like trees are interesting when it comes to being a, a, a person growing in God. Mm-hmm. Trees are very interesting. Well, he started talking about these, and uh, they're pyro-something trees. Basically, these trees, when a fire goes through, the seeds are now able to be exposed. So, that those, those seeds are exposed to the heat, and the seeds open up. So that the actual seed could go into the soil and plant. So once that heat comes through and that fire comes through, which it was needed, it starts to plant seeds. And now... The, it's going to plant more and it's going to be, be able to give more wow. and it's going to be able to grow more all because wow. it, it so that tree need that or really needed that fire is that, is that, <laughs> that, that proper that English fire. it really needed that fire <laughs> so, I don't, uh, so that fire had to come through for it to grow wow. and for and there's even some plants that when the just the the, the whatever toxins are released in the, in the smoke when it touches some of those trees it starts to put up defenses and starts to put up all these things. So as the fire comes and it, it starts to, sometimes that, that sap begins to come out and wow. all these crazy things. But the main thing was the seed. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, and there's another thing too, because when I was going about two years ago through my fire, uh, I spoke to Brother Dunahoe, Pastor Dunahoe now, and um, he, he told me a story similar. And he said that there was a man who, who wanted tropical plants. And he said he, he, he bought some tropical plants and he planted them, he watered them, and nothing. And he kept doing it for a couple of weeks and then kept going and still nothing. And finally he went back and said, hey, you know, how come these, these plants aren't producing fruit? How come these plants aren't, aren't, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to do? And he said, the guy told him, well, when you're watering them, grab them by the root and shake it to insinuate a storm. Because these tropical plants live in a storm environment. (laughs) And so until it feels that storm or is in that situation, it's not going to produce anything. So so when you do it, you have to be put through the storm for that fruit to produce. So he did. Sure enough that, you know, the end of the story, he went and did it and the fruit came out. So I believe some of us have to be put through storms to show our fruit. I'll never forget looking... Like I, I was like sitting there falling asleep, and he said that I was like, like I woke up, I was like, that is the best thing I've ever heard all class long. And it was a five day class, and I was sitting there and I started thinking of like Job, you know, Job, mm-hmm. air fire came through and burned everything, mm-hmm. everything was gone, but then look how much more he was blessed afterwards. Yes. Those seas were just, you know, it was really, really good. That's awesome. That's so good. And, and just really for like the record, my, my pastor told me to man up. <laughs> so just for everyone there, I'm not just trying to just say it. My my pastor had a, a 
get on me a couple you know times what? and tell me to man up. You haven't me. lived yet to pastor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Kim's been told to man up too. Right? <laughs> I'm sure we all have been. So, Morgan, if a young lady was to come to you and ask that same question, like I like, what can I do? Like, what should I do as a young lady? Single, married, with kids, without, like, what would be your advice? It may just be echoing, but whatever you want to say. It's similar. Um, I, I would definitely say just be available to any spot, position, toilet, anything that needed to be done. Um, do it. Go and offer. Go and say, you know, you don't even have to say anything. If you see a piece of trash on the floor, go pick it up. Mm -hmm. If somebody's kid's throwing a fit and crying and they're on the platform, go help. If um, if they are geared towards being a part of, like, music team or if they want to be a part of children's ministry, I would just say go and do it because yeah. you until, until God gives you that big bright light in front of your face that says you're going to play the piano, mm. it doesn't always happen like that. Until he does, go and do anything that you can where anybody needs help ever. So if, if the lady is playing the piano that you're not that close to, but you know her name, and her kid's throwing a fit on, on, on the floor and having a meltdown, go and help. That, mm -hmm. can, that can be part of a ministry until God gives you the big bright light. Mm -hmm. You can just help wherever you're needed. If the toilet is dirty or the sink is dirty or there's bobby pins all over the floor or the altar, <laughs> someone got a bloody nose at the altar, go and do yeah. something and just be available to anything that they need. I like how you said, too, like, you don't have to ask. You don't have to go it. and be like, Pastor, is it okay if I pick up the trash after service today? You know, you don't need to. Actually, I heard a line, and I've said this a few times, I think even on the other podcast, it's like, when someone does that, hey, this is actually by Johnny King, I think I said. It was, if they, if you're going and asking your pastor, is it, can I get permission to clean the windows, pick up trash, things like that? He goes, you're not asking for permission, you're asking for recognition. Yeah. yeah. But just do it. They do see it. They already see, you know. Sometimes we may feel like we're doing all these things and no one recognizes, no one appreciates. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. The people who need to know, they know. see it and, and it, appreciate even it. Even if they don't see it, God sees it. And exactly. he sees your availability. He knows what you're doing. Yeah. So when you're doing it behind closed doors, like praying in your prayer closet, he's going to reward you openly. I reward you openly. It, and you may need to clean a toilet to learn how to run a ministry. You mm -hmm. may need to learn how to scrub a floor. You, or you may need to learn how to follow somebody before you're able to be a part of that ministry because how are, you, how are we supposed to be leaders if we don't know how to follow? Yeah. And, so. I, and I want to throw one more thing. It's in it. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to sound, but, uh, you know, my daughters say they want to get married already. They're, they're, only, <laughs> they're, five. Five. they're only five. They're five. They're five and they're planning their weddings. And one's already saying it. We were praying, and she said, God, give me a husband. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to start somewhere, I guess. You know? I was like, I was like, like, okay, okay. I was like, well, we uh, and so it, I, was, I looked at her, but <laughs> I just, uh, I right away, I, I told Love her, it. I said, honey, and, and this is not out of any disrespect, but I, I started teaching her. I said, look, honey, if you ever want to go down that road, and this, this applies for everyone, if you want to be with somebody, and you want to fall in love with, you know, whether you're a girl, a wife, or a girl trying to look for a husband, or a husband trying to, or you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, fall in love with Jesus first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I said, if you want the perfect husband, or if somebody's looking for the perfect wife, fall in love with God first, and He will, He'll, He'll show you, He'll mm -hmm. direct you to where you're, who you're going to be with, and, yeah. mm -hmm. and we may not see it again. You know, some of us may want it, and, and you know, I've talked to and, and heard stories, but. It just, I can't make it clear, you know, um, fall in love with God. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it goes back to Matthew six thirty three, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be given. Mm -hmm. and, and so I start telling my daughter this and, and it may sound funny, but, but I'm this, <laughs> as a father, I'm being serious. And inside I'm like, Thank the Lord, you're only five. You know, <laughs> you know I'm, like, right. I'm not having to worry about this, you know, too seriously. So but just I be want... really prepared for that. Yeah, and yeah. so, <laughs> so I, I start telling my kids, and even my son, I say, look, you, you will be used. You, you know, my daughters, you will be used, but keep trusting God. Keep believing Him. Even if you're sad, mad, whatever it is, put God first and trust God, and He will direct. Yes. He will. 
and, and so that I just thought I would throw that in. It was just kind of kind of funny, but then also at the same no, time, it's really guys. good. So, but I want to say thank you guys for spending time with us. You know, I know that we're all busy. We oh, all got yeah. early morning. This is Saturday. We all got early mornings tomorrow yeah. oh, yes. to look forward to. Yeah. So with I, all the kids, with all the kids, yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely have to do this more. You know, and I gotta say, they actually did really well. Right now. Did. I thought they were gonna be much louder. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I know Kim was in and out taking care of the kids, but. I'm just saying, I thought it'd be much louder. That's just mom life. I don't know. Yeah, when they're quiet, you usually have to check on them. Yeah, yeah, what are you right? touching? Why are you too quiet? Why are you so <laughs> Maybe we're going to all be worried after this. I know. The house upstairs Someone's, is not yeah. intact. Someone's saran wrapped so, yeah, or something. <laughs> no. So in closing, I just want to say thank you guys again. and Thank you guys yeah, so much. I mean, really your awesome. testimony, I, I I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed your you being very candid and very transparent. Um, this will be a blessing to someone because not everyone was brought up the same. Yeah, but I believe that our goal and our paths can all lead to one thing. Yes, and that is you know doing doing the work for the kingdom of God and getting to heaven and taking as many people as we can with yes. them. Yeah, but it, this was really yes, thank you. Really, yeah, really good. And, and you know thank one you. more thing, if it's okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing, my pastor, you're gonna always hear me say my pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's how it should thing, be. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> read. Read, read. Mm-hmm. And, and two books. Well, one book that helped us a lot was a book called *The Roadless Travel*. And also, I believe my wife is listening to one right now where it talks about how the battles in your mind. How it's on your past, change your future. Okay. And and these are these are good books that helped us because it, it goes into lifestyles and it goes mm-hmm. into things. But what was the second one called again? Own your past, change your future. Okay, own your past, change your future. That's cool. All right. Yeah. If maybe I'll try to remember to put it, you know, some type yeah. of Amazon link or something in there. Yeah. They'll share it. With yeah, no, they're, so. they're very good, but that's just one thing. Uh, before we end, I think it's important to just read and gain knowledge. And yeah. always, of course, your word, but whatever else you can. Reading so. is cheap education. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Well, God bless, and you guys have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, bye.